Hey guys, it's Adam and Sean of the Dollar Bin. This is uh, the Wednesday after Halloween. Many of you who listened to last week's episode know that we spent a lot of time putting together and doing a Halloween comic book review show so we could share with you guys great comic books to read on Halloween. And unbeknownst to us, until uh, after some of our listeners got back to us and let us know, our broadcast of the Dollar Bin that we posted was interfered with by some 1962 radio drama. It was maybe hacked. It was. Something weird happened. Now, that said, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was maybe even unbelievable. Yeah. Just disbelievable. What we're going to do this week is that that section, there's there's that chunk. Like, I don't know, what was that thing? Like 20 minutes? It was like a 20-minute radio drama from like 1962 that was cleverly written and starred uh, some great voice actors. Yeah, especially that Romanian yeah. doctor lady. Like, she yeah. was really good. Good work. Yeah, yeah, she did good work. So what we're going to do is uh, there was a chunk of show that was that was overwritten, that was hacked out of our episode. And we're going we're gonna to play that for you today, for this week, this week's episode, because we, we want to make sure that you guys didn't miss out on the full Dollar Bin experience. Yeah. Uh, before we get to that, we have a few minutes that uh, Sean and I can ramble off. Oh, yeah. Hey, do you want to announce the winner of the motocross contest? Yeah, we should, actually, since I said I was going to do it on Saturday and I didn't. Oh, yeah. But yes, the winner of the first annual <laughs> motocross number motor zero giveaway, number zero giveaway <laughs> contest <laughs> is longtime Dollar Bin listener... And oft dollar bin regular, Ted Tarver. Ah, oh, nice. Uh, Ted had the uh, the best entrant, and uh, we really appreciate everybody who participated. Unfortunately, you didn't win unless you were Ted. Congratulations, Ted. And let me say, I know it sounds a little fishy, Ted being a part of the show, having won, but this is not a I know him or he's a part of the show favoritism. It was he, blind entrance. Yeah, yeah, he he legitimately blind won. Blind judging. This is, he legitimately won. We, we can mail him his copy. All you have to do, Ted, is uh, go ahead and send us an email with your address and we will send this signed copy of Motor Crush number zero which is signed by the entire creative team. Uh, we are all looking forward to Motor Crush hitting the shelves soon. Yes. Or, you know, we could wait and just give it to him next time we see him. I mean, we could do that, too, I guess. He could let us know in said email. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Or we can mail it. Either way. Either way. So Ted is the winner of the Motor Crush Zero, signed by Babs Tarr and Brendan Fletcher and Cameron Stewart. Uh, we got it at Dragon Con. The whole contest was talked about in our two-part Dragon Con series where we discussed Dragon Con and all the Dragon Coniness about it. It's our first trip to Dragon Con, so it was an experience. One that we will not soon forget. I've already forgotten it. It was chaos, and I've washed it from my mind. I won't forget it, because how could I? Like I did, I guess. You're going to forget the feelings of being lost and overwhelmed? Oh, I feel like that all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Regular day. (laughs) So uh, we did go to Comics Fest at Richard's Comics and Collectibles. We were there all day. 
There was plenty of people doing signing and sketching and stuff. I drew a couple things. Yes, and you did and a great job. I wouldn't say that, but I did draw a few things, and it was fun to do. And now for the month of November, uh, at least uh, anyone's welcome to participate. Yes. But uh, I got together with Sean and myself and Stacy Black. Maybe you've heard of Chris Black. He's uh, a longtime lost member of the Dollar Bend who maintains our website uh, design and stuff like that. And occasionally comments and participates. Uh, Stacy, who thinks that she's not an artist and she's wrong. Uh, so wrong. <laughs> uh, through Inktober was doing a lot of uh, drawings and hashtagging them not an artist. And I'm calling her out on that because those drawings she was doing were awesome. They were so good. Yeah. And I didn't know that she could draw at all or that she ever had any interest or inkling for drawing or anything. And she was like knocking those things out. They were really cool. Yeah. And she posted something recently. Oh gosh. The wormy guy. Oh yeah. The guy from uh, labyrinth. Yeah. Yeah. With like watercolor. Yeah. It was really pretty. Yeah. So, uh, Sean and Stacy and I through the month of November are doing the hashtag, not an artist November. Yeah, and I'm not good at coming up with things to draw. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to combine the things I'm thankful for that a lot of people do in November because mm -hmm. of Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I'm going to every day I'm going to draw something I'm thankful for. Cool. I am not good at coming up with ideas. Uh, the first day I drew a squirrel, but that's because the first thing that came to mind was a squirrel. Yeah. T today I tried to. I started to draw a clown. And it was not publishable. So I got an was idea. Was it that scary? No, it was just so bad. Oh, so I doubt. Bad. I doubt that. It, it was so bad. So I instead, I got ideas from the Facebooks. And Adam Casey uh, came up with his idea, which apparently is a regular for him, <laughs> which is a, a mouse trying to return something without a receipt. And I drew that. There were some really good other suggestions that you'll have to draw. Oh, I haven't seen. I've seen. The only other one I saw was uh, a self-portrait from Richard. There's I haven't also, been back to Facebook. Okay. Since. There was also a bear putting on pants. Okay. And then there was something else that I can't remember, but it was long and it sounded funny. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to need plenty of ideas because November is a long month. Actually, it's not. It's a pretty normal sized month, really. 31? Uh, I believe it's 30 because 30 October days has 31. Has November? No, September. Yeah, it's 30. Because October has 31, December has 31, November has 30. I don't remember the song now. It's not it important to know no. the song. Uh, I guess <laughs> to know not. How many days are in a month. February has 28 and sometimes 29. So, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so we are doing Not an Artist November. Hashtag Not an Artist November. And we're drawing stuff for fun. Even though I'm not really an artist. Fun and but I, profit. But, you know, what but is an artist, Sean? not profit. What is an artist? Someone who expresses themselves. Through art? Through physical means, either pen to paper hmm. or performance or film. Can you be a dream artist? Yes. That's not physical, though. It's synapses. Yeah, it's In true. your brain. That's true. We'll think about that. I will. All day now. <laughs> Uh, anything, uh, what, what'd you read last night? Let's just, uh, let's, let's talk about what you, what'd you read last night? Let's not talk about what we read all week or whatever. You read some books today, actually. I read. What do you want to talk about last night or today? I don't know now. Last night I read Unbeatable Squirrel Girl and it is fantastic. Today I read Betty versus Veronica with Adam Hughes. It was fun. There's a sheep dog in it. 
Okay. So that's always nice. And I read Paper Girl. Paper Girls. That was really good. Paper yeah. Girls. Is yeah. It, yeah. Is it plural? Isn't it? I don't know now that you ask that. Brian could, K. Vaughan. Could be Paper Girl. Cliff Chang. That was girls. It's a lot of fun. Is it a girl? I don't know. I don't know now. Wow. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, I had I had fun. I read March yesterday. Mm-hmm. I finished that. It was very moving. It's very heavy. I bet. But I highly, highly, highly recommend the three volumes of March. There's it's a th- trilogy. You should read them, especially with kind of the civil unrest going on now. There's a lot of themes that are very parallel. But that means that there's, you know, hope that we can, you know, rise above this and come together as as a country and and overcome and and find ways to give equality to those that need it, yeah. deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I read Harrow County, which you talk about anyway in the show. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> I read two issues of that, but let's go ahead and get to the. Uh, let's go ahead and get to the. The rest of the, the stuff show that we that missed was, from yeah. last week's episode because of that wonderful radio drama that can be found on SoundCloud. Also, what was the because, name of it? Tales of uh, Disbelief. No, it is Journey into Disbelief. Journey into Disbelief. Yeah. So what I did is I ended up uh, cutting it out because I figured maybe Dollar Bin listeners would enjoy uh, that, but there's probably a whole world outside of the Dollar Bin listeners who would uh, enjoy it. And I enjoyed it, surprisingly. Um, You know, I was expecting to, when I went back and listened and everybody told me, I was expecting to hear a recording of our Dollar Bin podcast, but instead there was just this amazing radio drama in the middle of it. Dude, the the sound on it was really good. Like, I'm really surprised that in 1962 they were able to to do such really quality Foley work. I looked it up a little bit and it was all practical effects. All those effects were, uh, were, were done in studio i mean oh wow you know i uh, mean clearly it wasn't going to be digital it was 1962 yeah, of course yeah you know well they didn't they didn't steal those sounds from other people's reels like that oh. all, all sound all sounds so were they done made there the in sounds the themselves mm-hmm. yeah yeah they're in wow. studio yeah so i guess they wrote the songs too then yeah yeah the songs were all recorded specifically for that show and, oh wow uh, and everything there yeah all, all huh. original music yeah wow because that dummy beach mm-hmm. party that sounds like a hoot yeah. and a half yeah yeah, so uh, there's uh, there's some behind the scenes stuff. Uh, if, you, if you look look really hard for it, I was able to find some stuff about it because I was like, you know, what is this thing? What is this weird yeah. radio drama that just miraculously, oddly appeared in the middle of of our Dollar Bin podcast? But did did some research and, and found out some stuff about it. Um, so I took that and I cut it out of our show and I and I stuck it up on SoundCloud. So you can actually go to SoundCloud and search for myself probably and find it or you, uh, Journey what is yourself? Disbelief. Oh, Adam Doughty. Okay. It's not very uh, secretive or original. Okay. I was just making sure that you didn't type in the name myself. myself. No. Yeah. Okay. Don't type that. I'm just, you know, uh, I want the, I don't want to confuse the listeners right. further. Yeah. No, let's not confuse them because this is a confusing time. Uh, so yeah, Journey into Disbelief. You can, you can look that up on SoundCloud or share it if you want to share it with people who maybe aren't into the comics podcast thing and would be confused by the whole thing that they just listened to. Maybe just share that the link to the radio drama with them. Yeah, if, if they're, people if like they're into that sci-fi, mm-hmm. sci-fi fantasy, early fifties or late fifties radio dramas, sixties radio dra- stories, audio books, even. Yeah. Uh, Do serials. they like tales? 
tales, tales. that they may not mm-hmm. believe. Right. Yeah. Like a, if they want to go on a journey, journey. Yeah. Into some sort of state mm-hmm. of disbelief. Yeah, that's the place. That's 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 the way to do it for sure. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, without further further ado, here's what you missed from last week's episode because of that whole thing. Yeah, I want. I, I I would be remiss if I didn't bring up Scott Snyder. I he does a lot of really good horror, um, like American Vampire. But the the two I wanted to talk about were uh, I, I've read recently. Uh, witches with a Y. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. With Jock on art, I believe. Yeah. Um, and uh, that one was a nice, spooky, um, kind of a reimagining of what the witch uh, in folklore really is. It's it's more of a monster creature than a than a person who goes to the occult or anything. But um, uh, r- creepy story really though. Huh? It's really dark. Super dark. Yeah, it goes to some really dark places. And uh, yeah, like families forget loved ones who are abducted and things like that. And uh, you don't go in the woods when the witches are around. That's bad, too. But uh, yeah, uh, that one I liked a lot. And um, I've only read the first trade of Wake um, that he did with Sean Murphy. But I remembered thinking when I was reading it that it was a lot like a um, John Carpenter movie mm. uh, in its pacing. Like, it, it reminded me a lot of The Thing, actually. Not that it's about a shape-shifting alien or anything, but just uh, the just a few scientists stuck in an underwater station and these sort of humanoids from beyond the deep start uh, infiltrating the station and uh, things go from bad to worse. And uh, just all the claustrophobia of being in an underwater, like a submarine movie oh, too. Geez, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if something goes wrong, you're just totally screwed. So uh, yeah, he, he capitalizes on that in great ways in those, in that series. I need to finish get the get the other i have the rest of it if you want to borrow it oh i would i would like to finish it um okay. but anyway yeah i would highly recommend witches and wake by scott snyder um, so today i finally <laughs> read ghosts by Raina telgemeier and like most of her work it's about kind of two sisters and their interaction mm-hmm. so it, it's a family and they're moving kind of up north um, from kind of a sunnier California to more of a windier, cooler, foggier California. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, the the youngest sister has cystic fibrosis, oh. so they're moving to kind of help with her. Um, so it's about going to a new town, fitting in, finding new people. But the town is obsessed with ghosts, oh. and they have a huge, um, like, kind of Dia de las Muertas party mm-hmm. that the whole town goes to. So it's kind of about the two sisters' interactions, growing up, um, what is death like, what does it mean? Because mm-hmm. um, with the the younger sister who has cystic fibrosis, she thinks about that a lot, and that's mm-hmm. why she wants to talk to the ghosts. Mm-hmm. She wants to know what it's like. So it's pretty... It's pretty heavy for kind of, I mean, it's like a young teen kind of a book. I think that's the age group that it's geared towards. So that's like a single graphic novel, or is that a trade that's collecting other issues? It's just a single graphic okay. novel. Uh, it's put out through Scholastic. Yeah. Um, it, it's so good. Like, I love the art. It's super, super colorful. 
I mean, you could imagine, you know, all like the Dia de los Muertos costumes and kind of Halloween. It, it, I really feel like, like her art, like she just keeps taking it to like a different level. I mean, it's, it's so cartoony, but this one, it, it's like so full of life <laughs> to be all about death and ghosts. I mean, you can really feel the emotion in the characters and the, the backdrops and kind of the backgrounds. Like she's really developing that a lot and the the colorist that she worked with in this issue so good oh uh brayden lamb which i'm not familiar with that colorist i don't know if she's worked with him before but so good so 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 good highly recommend this book and any of reina's works she is like the superstar comic artist now like her books i mean she sells like she's the number one New York Times bestselling <laughs> author. You gonna remind everybody that you can find her books in Target, dude? Seriously, <laughs> she's in Target. Oh, wow! Like you go to Target and it's there, like all of her books. <laughs> Smile, drama, sisters, dude. You know you're somebody <laughs> when your books being sold at Target. It's true. I mean that's a huge audience and like Scholastic with the Scholastic Book Club Fair. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean she really. She's got a lot of coverage. And, like, kids love her work. Like, I follow her on various social medias, and she was posting things from her book tour. And it was, like, like gymnasiums full of kids that she was speaking to who all are familiar with her work. Mm. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, In a different horror vein of stories. (laughs) Uh, um, So, Manifest Destiny. Maybe you guys have heard of it. It's a whole the idea. concept? Yeah. It's, Taking I mean, land from the Indians? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, our this, God-given right. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> the expressions, uh, the, the opinions expressed <laughs> on the Dollar Bin podcast do not necessarily reflect those of uh, guests on Dollar Bin. So Manifest Destiny is a comic by, uh, I guess it's Chris, uh, Chris Dingus. <laughs> I said nothing. So Manifest Destiny is a comic by Chris Dingus and uh, Matthew Roberts. And I guess Owen Genie is the uh, colorist. Yeah. So I've never met the other guys. I've I've met Matt Roberts. He's a hero's kind of every year. He was on a horror panel that I moderated. Uh, super nice guy. Great artist. Okay. So Manifest Destiny is, and I think I probably talked about it before, but it's the story of, uh, of L- Lewis and Clark. Not to be confused with Lois and Clark. Right. The so, Superman. So it's the story of Lewis and Clark heading west mm-hmm. to map out the land purchase during the Louisiana Purchase. Sure. Essentially is what Lewis and Clark did. Uh, this story, however, is has a, a different, darker meaning where they're going out west to not only map out but to also investigate uh, supernatural or the unknown of what's out there. And it's, there's a lot unknown. It's super dark. Um, there's a lot of like monsters out there, a whole lot of monsters. <laughs> and there's these like weird monuments and like landmarks out there that are maybe mystical in some way. And they are, you know, they're traveling out there with these guys who are um, former soldiers uh, from the war and former like and criminals and all sorts of people out there with them and current soldiers too. And so they're out there traveling around, um, heading west, I guess, 
to map everything out and head to the ocean mm-hmm. and see what they got. And they meet up with Sacagawea out there, and uh, she's super badass. <laughs> and, <Or> she is. <laughs> and uh, and the story that's current, the current storyline is uh, called is Sasquatch. Mm. And oh, there's all sorts of like weird monster characters that they create and meet along the way. And it's really the creepy. And, and so the Sasquatch, it's kind of okay. So there's a story. The Sasquatch story is two stories and I can go a little bit into it without ruining it. Uh, so essentially before Lewis and Clark headed out that way, there was another company of people that headed out West mm. And they ended up running into these Sasquatches. Well, actually, they ended up getting caught in a blizzard in the winter. The daughter party. And they were starving out and all this. So, uh, But one of them discovers these Sasquatches. And, and they eat them? And they eat them. Oh, wow, really? Well, this, That's messed up. This, this, this voice, this um, vision that mm. one of the guys has guides him to the Sasquatches and teaches them how to kill them and cook them. <laughs> like this thing in his head or whatever. And so he gets them, and everybody's hungry, so they, they find out how easy it is to kill and, and eat these Sasquatches. Needless to say that the remaining Sasquatches <laughs> are not so happy to see regular humans when Lewis and Clark's expedition gets there. Sure. And they've learned a few things about aggression <laughs> from them. So they have to contend with this yeah. in the current storyline. And meanwhile, while that's going on, they're still they're revealing more and more from the previous expedition storyline mm. while Lewis and Clark's expedition is also progressing through the storyline. Mm. And you're kind of like there, you know, it's years difference, mm. but mm. they're just kind of just behind, you know, mm. like it tells this and then it's, Oh, then they get there and then they show this and then mm. oh, Lewis and Clark get there. And it's really, um, it's a really good build up to the, the story. This is a uh, number five of six. So oh, wow. the next issue that comes out of uh, the Sasquatch storyline is, is going to be, it's going to be it, man. And the art is amazing. I don't know if I mentioned that. Matthew Roberts' art is amazing. Hmm. Really cool story. Is, is it possible that the settlers... I haven't read any of this, so this is, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. It's all speculation. It's all speculation. Did they, uh, did they become the Sasquatches that Lewis and Clark then run into? Like, no. no. It's not like the Wendigo where you... <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. No, no. No. That's what happened at Roanoke. Yeah. Turned into Sasquatches? They turned into... No. <laughs> Okay. No, but yeah, but that's uh, it's it's really cool. Um, Manifest Destiny as a whole is really good, and this story arc is a really good story arc. Now, you've told me about Manifest Destiny before. How long has this been going? Oh, it's been a couple years now. Okay. Probably since the first SC Comic Con. Oh, okay. So about three years, three a little years. over three years now. Yeah. This was issue. Uh, I said this is this is issue twenty three, so two years. Okay. So they're probably coming up on their second year. I don't know okay. if there's a gap in a few months. So really, yeah, about two years. Okay, so, so easy to catch up, up on hypothetically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two yeah. Like, was that like three trades or yeah. four trades or something? So yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. good. And I think I still have all the issues. I may not. They were ones. Oh no, I don't because I I definitely sold Manifest Destiny number one to. Uh, um, Sam Finley, and then he sold it for like eighty bucks or something ridiculous like that. It sold for like three dollars or something. I don't know. Uh, no, I think that was Manifest Destiny because then they get, it got optioned because everything gets optioned. But also, um, but uh, also, it's, a lot of it has to do with wait. That's not, but no, but Chris Dingus is a TV writer. Oh, okay. Mm. So he already has his uh, his hands in TV, and so this is as far as I know, it's the only comic that he writes. He's super busy doing TV. Um, I think that's why he doesn't come to conventions and things because he's more of a, a TV guy. 
But it is rare to spot the dingus in, yeah. in the wild. It really is. Yeah. So, yeah. Josh? Do you want to wrap us up? Oh, uh, sure. It looks like Adam's got oh, a I've couple got a couple of things. Well, um, you know, you had mentioned that you read the Tales from the, Tales from the Dark yeah. Side by Joe Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Joe Hill and, and Gabrielle Rodriguez. The Lock and Key team. Yes, the Lock and Key team, which Lock and Key, if you haven't read it, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yes. Um, oh, my gosh. Go read Lock and Key immediately <laughs> a- after you're finish listening to this yeah and go back and listen to the dragon con <laughs> part one and part two then enter the contest and then read lock and oh, key. Key, right. <laughs> you got uh, a lot to do you should probably <laughs> set aside a couple of days <laughs> but uh so tales from the dark side is uh it's joe hills joe hill had pitched and I, was there a pilot I don't know if they ever filmed anything. Yeah. yeah. So it was uh, his pitch to do a new, to bring back Tales from the Dark Side for TV. Right. And uh, this, I guess these stories are the stories he was planning to tell. They're a little different. I yeah. think he had said something about those stories may be different. These are different stories than what was going to be the TV story. Oh, I but thought these were. I can't I, remember. There's a yeah. whole write up he does in the back, and I, I kind of forget yeah. what he says. I was under the impression these were based on the TV stories he was going to Maybe, do. maybe, the, yeah. But he There's didn't get to go as far with them as he wanted to, obviously. Yeah. But, and they're unique because they're connected, unlike the old Tales from the Dark Side series, where yeah. they, each one was a standalone, like Twilight Zone or whatever. Yeah. Um, this, this the issue um, number one that I've got here. Mm-hmm. It's it, this. Th- how many are out now? Three, uh, five, five. Read, wow, yeah. really? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I've been I've I've been reading these and they're pretty good. They're creepy. Yeah. Um, the first this issue with um the guy who uh, is kind of a lifeguard. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. And he he um, when somebody dies on his watch mm-hmm. and he ends up getting this weird thing where. I get, how hard is it to talk about these books without spoiling? Right. I don't know yeah, what you don't you know say. at what point you're crossing into yeah. the yeah, but, um But this is a really strong issue. Mm. Um, this is this is kind of, um, it comes up late. It does tie in. But the next story arc is kind of its own animal as well. Right. Yeah, but, but there's characters that cross over. In, in and, and out stuff. between yeah. them. Um, yeah, there's, one, there's a two-parter that comes yeah. up too. Yeah. And um, I think the most recent one I read are these two kids that... Uh, or this, this girl gets a job babysitting these two kids who oh yeah always that's on the their latest tablets. one oh, yeah uh, that one that one turns out really well I like that yeah one. that yeah. that was a good one too that's really creepy yeah yeah so those are those are gonna be interesting I, I'm I'll, I'll continue reading those yeah I don't, how long is it going though? I that's don't what know I'm wondering I feel like it's gonna be like six and out or something but, yeah probably that's what yeah. it feels like but yeah. I mean you said it's five and I don't think it's gonna wrap up in the next one yeah I don't know. well that's the thing is it gonna more. wrap up like, oh yeah it's just gonna be <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The other book that I grabbed uh, that I have sitting here is uh, Cemetery Blues. I wanted to talk. This is an older book, and by older I mean like early two thousands. <laughs> that's old. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That's like over fifteen years ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh Jesus. I know, right? I don't know. Uh, okay. So, um, but I was talking to uh, I was talking to somebody a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about Thomas Boatwright. And how great his art is. And I'd asked if he'd read Cemetery Blues, and he said he had not heard of it. And this is how I learned of Thomas Boatwright yeah. was Cemetery Blues. Um, really, really, I love this story. It's it, They did a one through uh, Ronin Studios, which is kind of a small self-published thing. And then um, the other one's through IDW, maybe, or Image. I don't know, I but think it's they, IDW. IDW published uh, another story wrong, arc, though. and then it kind of ended after that. But it was so good, man! I wish there was more of it. So Cemetery Blues, if you can find them and digging through the dollar bins and stuff, you probably won't find these Ronin Studio ones. You can also contact uh, 
uh, Ryan C. Rubio or uh, Thomas Boatwright, and they're both on the internets, and they may have uh, issues of the earlier ones. I think I bought the other ones originally found um, the IDW, I believe, series in the comic shop, mm. and then when I saw them at a uh, Heroes Con, probably, is when I was able to buy their earlier story arc from them. Mm. But uh, Thomas Boatwright's art is incredibly awesome. He What's has the... really good horror art. Oh, the premise? Yeah. Of Cemetery Blues? Good point, Josh. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's about these two. Um, man, it's been so long since I've read it. <laughs> but uh, it's about these two characters who go around. Uh, you know, uh, I don't think they're charlatans, but they, they're, they're probably they're charlatans. <laughs> and they go from town to town. They're grifters. They're, they're, they go from town to town, and they solve like uh, supernatural mysteries. Yeah, okay. And they're always a little bit bigger than what they. Th- they get them they think get themselves into so they're kind of like the yeah we'll solve your mystery but then like it ends up being a real thing and and i'm pretty sure it has been years the art's great and the story's really cool and it's funny and um i'm flipping through it now but yeah that's kind of like what it is it's these guys that go from town to town and like brothers graham the terry gilliam yeah and they kind of go around and and yeah this is uh this one that I have here is the Curse of Wallace Manor, one of three. Hmm. So and I can't remember what the other one is called, but if you can find them, buy them. Okay. <laughs> and they're probably I think uh the IDW one at least is in trade somewhere, I'm sure. And that was that was that was it for what I had brought to the show. Um I just had a couple more real quick that yeah. uh kinda cross into uh science fiction horror. Woo-hoo. Um Warren Ellis's trees. Oh yeah, um, I almost picked that, but I was kind of like on the edge of right, it too. Like, is it horror? Is it just? I think pure it is. Sci-fi? I mean, yeah. The black roses are kind of creepy, and yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of horrific imagery in it. But it's this, uh, I kind of think anything that Warren Ellis does is horror. It's horror, right? Yeah. I mean, he's just one of those authors that, for the most part, is just horror. Exactly. Yeah. Um, this one, the the premise is that there's uh, these big black towers that have just shown up all over the world and uh, kind of disrupted the ecosystem. They came down from space. They came down from space, yeah. yeah. And uh, nobody knows really from where, why um, they're there. Um, They kind of sank Manhattan a little bit. You were talking about it, uh, Joe Gollum being underwater. Um, And, uh, yeah, so there's like a central mystery going on about what the trees are there for. That's what they call them, are the trees. But also these, uh, if a black flower starts growing at the base of the tree, you know some bad stuff's about to go down. Um, so the first arc was kind of all about uh, how different societies and cultures are reacting to the trees. And then it's getting a little bit more into the mystery of it now here in the second year. Um, but uh, I really, uh, I've been enjoying it. It doesn't come out super regular. So I tend to let them build up actually because there they, there is a lot to the story and there's yeah. a lot of characters. So again, right. um, I'm not gonna you know obviously it was cut from the middle of that episode kind of cut. So um, the ending that you've already heard from last week does not pertain to this week at all. That was all about Comics Fest and we were looking forward to Comics Fest and Sean and I already told you we had a great time at Comics oh, yeah. Fest. It was great. And got sketches and stuff from some great people. So. We had, yeah, we had every reason to look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, you weren't there. You missed it, honestly. You missed a good time. Unless so. you were there. Well, if you weren't there. Then, said, then you knew. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh um, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and uh, hopefully we'll catch you next week. Don't forget about Not an Artist November. Participate and, uh, and use the hashtag Not an Artist November. Yep, on Instagram. Unless and you're an artist, 
then you can't be not an artist. It's true. You could probably still participate, though. Or if you know people who aren't artists. That's true. You, you could probably still. I'm sure even a lot of us who are artists don't think that we're artists. Like Stacey Black, for instance. She doesn't think she's an artist, but I, I think damn well she is. Yeah. So she's participating and it's so okay. So participate. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a professional artist who gets paid for art, maybe. Then you should create something <laughs> that you don't typically yeah, maybe, do. Yeah, maybe reach outside the box. A different reach style, the art. maybe. Reach outside yeah. your art form. Yeah. If you're a digital artist, maybe try some watercolors or some chalk art. Or, yeah. Or, or something like that. Paint the light. Paint the light. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We will catch you again On next the flip time. side. Maybe. Isn't that where you catch people? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Uh, thank you for listening. Sorry about the uh, mishap last week. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. <laughs>